Intuition is our sacred gift. The rational mind is your faithful servant. Sadly, we've thrown away the gift and we've become enslaved to the servant. So when we start listening to our head over our spirit, then we're enslaved. We are now, because your head alone is mostly the noise of other people. Your spirit, your heart, your body, that is your authentic self. What's in your head is what you've learned, acquired, absorbed. What's here is coming from your inner authentic self. So when they are together, when they work together, you've got cooperation. Born in 92 on the block with the sharks. Come from a different cloth, y'all will get ripped apart. You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark. We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to Rucker Park. Now we eating from state to state, we scrape the plate. I put my eggs in a basket, took a leap of faith. I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact. Decoding success with special guests, now let's bring Matt. Everyone, welcome to the show. Matt Labrie here, your host of the top 1% globally ranked podcast, Decoding Success. And on today's episode, we are helping you tap into a power that you have within you. Now, let me state this. Everyone, no matter who you are, you have this power within you. But, and that's a big but, that's like a Kim K but, it could be covered up by emotions and baggage and trauma and things that we're carrying with us. Or we could have learned through parenting, conditioning, whatever it may be, not to trust that power. The power that I'm referring to is your intuition. You know, that gut feeling, that guiding light that stems from our higher self, our connection to a greater power. Intuition is something that we all have. And on today's episode, we are helping you tap back into intuition to trust it again and so much more. And to do so, we are joined by an incredible individual. Our friend Sonia Chalquette is joining the show. Now, for over 40 years, Sonia has been an intuitive guide and spiritual teacher. And for the past 30, she has been leaving her imprint on the world by traveling across the globe as an author and speaker and putting together incredible workshops and so much more. In fact, I actually did a one-on-one session with Sonia back in 2020 after I had discovered her. And I'm really excited for you to be exposed to her line of work right here on this episode. So I want to express gratitude for you joining us. Really excited to help you tap back into your intuition. Furthermore, you have the ability right now to help the people in your life tap into their intuition by sharing this episode with them. This costs nothing whatsoever, but if there was a fee, it would be to make sure that you're sharing it with the people in your life. Once that light bulb goes off, once something clicks within you because of Sonia's incredible work and words that she's sharing here today, I'm urging you to share this episode. If you do so on social, make sure you tag us. But without further ado, we bring to you our friend, Sonia Chalquette. Sonia, welcome to Decoding Success. Your body of work is absolutely incredible. As mentioned, I've worked with you one-on-one. Really incredible story how I discovered you, but at the end of the day, I just want to express gratitude for you being here, so thank you so much. Oh, I'm excited to be here, and how did you discover me? Now I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to give you the honest truth. I was working with one of the sharks from Shark Tank, Damon John. This was back in, I want to say, 2018. I was on my way back from a holiday party. We were celebrating, you know, the holiday season right around this time. We were in a cab, me and a coworker, and we were going back to the office to pick up our belongings. And then we were making our way over to the after party, which was just him and I going out to an extravagant place in New York City. And with all of that said, in the car ride there, he just didn't stop talking to me about 
his reading with you. Oh you, my. you two have worked together in the past. And I mean, I'm a couple drinks in, we're going to a party. I'm just like, dude, shut up. Like, why are you telling me about this now? I imagine. But the next day I it was it was incredible. And he swears by your work. He's his father actually worked with you as well. And I was like, you know what? Dude, you told me a story in the back of a cab once. What was that about? Remind me. He told me again, and then we worked together. And I I absolutely loved our time together. Very intuitive, serendipitous unfolding of events. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm curious. How are you? I should have started off with that, but how are you doing? I know that we were just catching up. I'm great. I live part-time in Paris, and I've lived full-time in Paris for eight years, and now I have a granddaughter here who's just the most entertaining experience of my life. She's two. So I put mm. one foot in London. It's it's a very short train ride between the two. And so I've decided I can do both. Why not? I mean, I like to live my life bumper to bumper, you know, just fill in all the edges and be fearless. So it's been a nice kind of who knew I'd end up here experience, but I love it. I love that. What has your granddaughter taught you? She's she's young, but what has she a taught lot. you? I mean, honest to God, what I am learning and I really appreciate because I missed it when I had my kids is to be present. She mm. is 100% present. And we go to the park. She wants to study the plants and the trees and put her hand in the mud and in the grass. And, and my adult brain is like, okay, let's go. But my intuitive brain is, this is good for you too. So I have learned to be, and, and also another thing she's taught me is don't hold on to emotion. One minute she can have a fit and two seconds later she's off in something else and doesn't hold on to it. And we read about that. That's the basis of emotional health. But to actually observe how that works has been very helpful. To be reminded of how that works is just let it go. Let it go. So how does that work? How, How do we let go of emotion? Well, I think because she's two, she doesn't have a lot of context or stories about why things happen. It's either I like it, I don't like it, I want it, I don't want it. It's, you know, it feels good, it doesn't feel good. And and so without a story attached, adjust the experience to be better, and then off goes the emotion. Today, today mm-hmm. she fell flat in her flat hard down and was started crying really hard because she took a big face plant. But when I picked her up, there was this little dog that was just barking right there that totally captured her attention. So she went from full on just insulted about her her fall to being completely delighted with this dog within five seconds. And I thought, that's a good thing to know how to do, which is let it go and, and, and not be miserable, really. I agree. It's it's not easy as adults to do that. In fact, I was I was angry this morning and I definitely carried it with me subconsciously into my work day. And then I realized I started to get overwhelmed right before this call. And I'm like, dude, like, what's going on? By the way, it's 111 here in New York City. Synchronicities everywhere. But yeah, I mean, it's not easy as adults. It's interesting. We froze at 111. I think that was we an exclamation did. point from the angel to <laughs> say, look. <laughs> Pay attention to this conversation. So, you know, it's true. I think, and part of what I'm always telling people when I'm teaching them to be intuitive is to be present. And I do know that you, when you get flooded with emotion, it can hijack your body. It can hijack your brain. And it takes, I believe, from my experience, movement to move that energy out. Walk, breathe, 
sing, mm. don't sit, you know, keep it energy in motion, emotion, keep it moving is the best way to not get hijacked, really. And so, so I, I really do having my two year old granddaughter remind me and refresh me on how fast to keep it moving is really good. I've always known keep it moving. But it, have you noticed when you are angry, you, you kind of check out to what's happening right in front of you? Or any emotion yeah, gets stuck. Absolutely. It's funny because I got angry as I was making breakfast. And, you know, I was in the, I was moving to an extent, but I wasn't moving in the, I, my breath definitely shortened up. That's it. My, I, and I catch myself. And it's funny, I, I think I seen you, saw you on Mind Valley. I believe it was Mind Valley where you were talking about tight butts and. Yes. Course. Yes. <laughs> you know, I find myself living in that far too often where it's just, you know, super short breath and it, yeah, yeah. The movement is, the movement is awesome, but when you can't move, what do you suggest doing? Well, breathing? you can always move your breath. Maybe you can't move okay. your body, but as long as there's a heartbeat, you can breathe and sound. That's another one. There's something I call the two breaths and a slide where you breathe in through the nose, out through the nose, okay. in through the nose out through the nose, in through the nose, and slide. Ah. Interesting. Two breaths and a slide will completely snap you out of any sort of frozen mental state, put you back in your heart, which is your highest consciousness, help you be aware and present, and it quiets your mind. But you have to get out the sound. I notice this, Matt. A lot of people are really have lost their, have been choked off. I'll say with a client, let out a breath, let out a sigh, and they'll be like, ah, and I'll say, mm-mm, you're, you're, you're corked up here. Ah. Drop down, get the sound because sound opens the throat is the chimney of the heart and it opens this deeper self. So, ah, and it stretches it open. So it's two breaths and a slide. I love that. Now to connect with your heart, do you first need to open your throat? Yeah, that's why I have the sound because this is the chimney of the heart. And if this is choked off, your heart mm -hmm. is numb. You're stuck, you're up, you get this choked off, you're stuck in the head, you're disconnected from your heart, which is where you're, it's actually, your heart is 5,000 times more perceptive than your, than your brain. So you want to be in your heart. So a lot of people, when I say be in your heart, they confuse that with being your sentimentality or being your emotions. And I'm actually being quite literal. Shift your awareness to the heart, the, your beating heart. Because it's a conscious, very, and it's a very aware, perceptive organ. Ah, and it's interesting because the, the most common words to describe intuition is aha. So it's natural. Yeah, I love this. I'm curious to learn as the queen of intuition, when was the first time you felt like you used your intuition? Well, that question is going to, I'm going to answer it differently. I realized when I started school that other people didn't. That other people didn't yeah. use their intuition? It, it, to me, intuition is like my eyesight or my hearing. I never had a moment where, oh, I'm using this extra sense because it was always integrated in my world as part of who I am. But I realized when I started school, started being around other people that were not within the constellation of my family's way of doing things, that I thought, how can you miss that? Or can't you feel that? Or aren't you aware of that? And so it was a, it was an, a reverse aha. 
You know, I, I realized what was perfectly natural to me seemed to me to be lost on other people. And I thought, what that is like the worst handicap you can have. How can you not have your inner compass and be okay? I still believe that. You can't have your inner compass turned off and really feel secure and be guided in your life properly. You will always be anxious if your inner compass, if your inner light is turned off. Well, it's not always us that turns it off, right? It's it's our parents or it's our okay. upbringing. Our parents, the culture of your family. But here's the thing, Matt. It gets turned off because in most people's lives, although this is changing, intuition has been ignored, dismissed, denied, vilified. It's the devil. It's been, it's been, you know, mocked that I believe in science, but evolution, things have evolved. Even science now acknowledges intuition. And we start looking at religious bias as more superstition, but we ignore it. We are taught to ignore it by modeling, by attitude, by the people around us. But it is a light that you don't have to rewire. You just turn it back on. It always mm. will work. It's like, if I tell you to ignore your hearing, you will, but your ears still work. So we have to retrain your consciousness to, to start paying attention again. But it's not a matter of it, it because I've ignored it, it stopped working. It's like I've stopped paying attention. It's always working. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. How do you turn it back on? Well, first of all, you have to recognize that intuition, how it communicates is by vibration. That's why my best-selling book is Trust Your Vibes, because that's accurate language. It's vibration. All of our senses perceive through vibration. You know, we see the vibration and hits the eyes, the ears, the nose. So it's not different, but the vibration that we feel intuitively hits our heart, our skin, the back of our neck, our throat. We are picking up on this energy. So I say, first of all, you're not going to be intuitive if you hold your breath because you're shoved up into your head, which has no feeling. And secondly, listen with your whole body. What if your whole body was able to hear? And then you have to, I find the easiest way to get your intuition to work is just give it language. So if you name it, you claim it. So we'll try with you right now. Do you have a question that you would, that just generally you'd like some guidance on? Just off the cuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I can definitely ask, how do you buy into the belief of trusting that you are right where you're supposed to be? Okay, so that is really a very heady, guarded, I'm taking no risks approach to life. So I would say the first question is, here's my response to that. Intuition answers real questions. Okay. Is that a real Is that not a real question? Yeah. <laughs> Is, is that a real question or is that just defense and protection because you don't want to be vulnerable? I mean, well, I can say this. I'm very transparent on the show. Mm. I can't say that I'm happy with every area of my life. Okay, who is? Even me, I know it is because it's always a moving, shifting ex growth experience. So right. is there any simple area of your life where you'd love, just for the sake of practicing your intuition, that you'd like some insight on? Could be as simple uh, like, what do I, should I, you know, what about my apartment? or you know, should I remodel or should I move or take a trip? Just simple that you just haven't quite landed on a clear guidance. Yeah, I, I think I have landed on it, but I'm curious what you should say. I really, okay, I'm not going to give you my response. I was going to give Here's it to the you. the question. Should I move? Okay, that's a good one. Now, when you want to work with intuition, you don't ask should questions because they're heavy judgment. You just okay. say better is moving in my best interest. 
So you want to just change it a little bit. So here's a here's a technique you can use, and I want you to work it with me. We're going to answer it on two channels, okay? But you have to be quick. So channel number one, fill in the blank. My head says... Move. My head says... <laughs> Move. Okay, take a breath. Let out, the two, let out the slide. Keep your eyes open. Ah. Now, I say keep your eyes open because I want you to stay present. Okay. When you close your eyes, we check out, we go somewhere. So now, take a breath, hand on your heart, and my heart says, quit. Yeah, move. That's the first thing okay. that's coming to my mind. And how does your body feel? To move. Okay. That's intuition. It is a physical congruency. Mm. Your body feels a yes. It's not words, though. Can you feel that? It's more of a vibration than words. Yeah. It's a, so what I'm feeling is a discomfort because the environment that I'm in doesn't serve who I can become. Right. And I've overstayed a welcome. Okay. So it's, you know, it's, it's pulling me to to want to move because of the discomfort and I know this yeah, is holding Yeah, see, me. I love that you're bringing all that up, Matt, because intuition is communication that is body-centered. Your body, want, your intuition wants you to be congruent, it wants your head, your heart, your gut, all the energy. And when all that is congruent, you become an invincible force. But when your head is here and your heart is here and your feet are here and you're, as you know, because you've been in discomfort, it's extraordinarily draining and it really interferes with your ability to be creative, which is, I believe, our purpose in life is to be creative. Absolutely. So is there any question where you truly are ambivalent about? What does that word mean? That's a great word. I've never heard of it before. You're just not, it's like 50-50, yes, no, not clear, not sure. So is there any place in your life where you, where you have a question and you just can't quite land on clear guidance? Yeah. I mean, I could definitely ask about this show, right? This show is my creative outlet mm -hmm. and it allows me to have conversations like this. But at the same time, it's not at the level. We just hit four years, which is an incredible milestone, but it's not at the level to provide, you know, full-time income. We make money, which yeah. is great. And I guess where I get stuck with this is... I'm trying not to say should. Wow, should is the first thing that's coming up for everything. What? Should I ask it that way? Well, go ahead and ask it and I'll help you to get around that. But if that's how you question things, should I? Okay. So Yeah, I would say I was going to Yeah, and I was going to ask, should I continue to pursue this with the amount of energy that I have or have put toward it or should I focus elsewhere? So what you want to do to get a clear intuition is to just remove the word should. Pursue okay. this with this with focus and intention or quit. Now here's the technique. We'll go back to it what I did before. My head says fill in the blank. To pursue it. My head says to pursue it. Take a breath. Let out the sound. Ah. And my heart says to pursue it. What's the feeling in your body? Excitement, clarity. Yeah. Yeah. How about your brain? My brain loves it. My brain wants me to do it. You can see so what we're looking for is that feeling. Yeah. And when you're not getting that, then you sh you want to stop. If there is mm. a con lack of congruency, you have to say, okay, where what is holding, what is controlling me, what is holding me back? Ninety nine percent of the time, it's going to be fear. But I want you to get clear about with intuition. Your body tells you the truth. Your body tells you the truth. Now, what I love is this quote by Einstein. He said, "Intuition is our sacred gift. The rational mind is your faithful servant." Sadly, we've thrown away the gift and we've become enslaved to the servant. So when we start listening to our head over our spirit, then we're enslaved. We, we are now, because your head alone 
is mostly the noise of other people. Your spirit, your heart, your body, that is your authentic self. What's in your head is what you've learned, acquired, absorbed. What's here is coming from your inner authentic self. So when they are together, when they work together, you've got cooperation, the faithful servant supporting the spirit. For a lot of people, what happens is your head attacks your spirit. Your head attacks your intuition. Who do you think you are? How can you be sure? What do you know? What That makes so, no sense. Explain yourself. What is your reasons? And then you get paralyzed. And frankly, if you do any kind of research, 99.9% of all successful people say that they got to their great success by following their intuition. Really? That's so interesting. So is our head is our, head our ego? It's your ego. And it's not the enemy. It's the helper. It becomes the enemy if it's not helping. If it doesn't help your spirit, your inner guidance, then it becomes the enemy. But it's naturally your support to your authentic self. So if your intuition says absolutely move, then the right use of your ego is, okay, let's start looking. Let's get the ads out. Let's look at where we want to go. Whereas if the head was working against, what do you mean move? That's expensive. You shouldn't do that. Stay put. Why bother? You see, that's your ego should support your intuition, and that's the natural design. Is our spirit within us? Your spirit is the breath within you. That is the word. When we talk about spirit and we talk about inspiration, it comes from the word spirit. It's the breath that animates you. It's, it's your true self. When you stop breathing, the heart stops beating, you're gone. When your brain stops working, you're still here. So... Interesting. It's a way you. I love this. Your spirit is your authentic self. It's your. It's your. It's your life force. It's your essence. It's your true. It's your being. So why would you question it? Yeah. Is it possible to have our head, our heart, everything, spirit in full alignment at all times? I would say it's possible to be moving in that direction at all times. Okay. That's the key because it's sort of like surfing on the water. You know, you get outside information that influences you. You, you have emotional anxieties that influences you, but your spirit is saying, do this. You want these energies, the head and the heart. You want to keep moving back to center instead of getting pulled away. These conversations amp me up. Yeah. There, you, you get, you can develop the skills. Our intuition is our power. And mm -hmm. if you talk to anybody in any field that, that that has succeeded, and you say, "How did you succeed at the at this fabulous level?" They will say, "I followed my inner voice. I followed my inner guidance, even when I was told not to." You know, Steve Jobs invented the Apple and the iPhone. Everybody said he was crazy. He changed the world with the entire world with his yeah. creation. Oprah was told that she had, she wasn't, you know, her talk show about real emotions was absolutely shut down across the board. She changed the world. She did it anyway. You know, people all the time, I, you're no different. We're no different. We get these great ideas. They're just ordinary people. So why not us? You know, I always think that failure in life is not, is, is never a failure of opportunity. I think it's a failure of imagination and intuition. Curious, a question on intuition that's coming up. When you and I had connected for our consultation, you had said to me, Matt, you are a very old soul. Your soul has traveled horizontally and vertically. You know, you said that it's been place to place. You said that your soul has been, you started to name professions in regards to like teachers and whatnot. And I'm really curious to learn, can our intuition carry within it the learnings of 
where our souls have traveled. Absolutely. We always know more than we have learned externally. Mm. We have, you know, we call it, I call it bone marrow knowing. We carry the sum total of who we are. I mean, for example, I wouldn't remember what I said to you in the reading, but this is an educational conversation. You're still functioning as a teacher. You're still functioning in the facility of, look, let's be a disseminator of information. Let's help people understand things and and be introduced to things. So who we are, I believe we always carry with it. It evolves. But who we really are inside is never, is something that we evolve and grow lifetime to lifetime, experience to experience. It's when we deny who we are that we really suffer. When we start to fit into who we think we ought to be, we suffer, we betray ourselves. I, you know, I had a client that I worked with today who was truly a gifted sound healer who worked with crystal bowls and beautiful healing skills that honestly were carried clearly for lifetimes. But she came from a very corporate family, a father who owned lots of dealerships. She was everything not what she had been birthed into. And so she had shame around her gifts. I was like, what on earth? would bring you to shame around your gifts. Your value system is, she goes, well, everybody in my family works in corporate. And I said, and, and okay, great, if that makes you happy, but how happy are they? She said, 50-50. My dad is happy as can be. My sister's losing her hair. And I said, and so what we need to look at is, and I even write this in my book, Heart's Desire, you cannot be whatever you want and succeed. You can only be who you really are and succeed. And so the key is to get in touch with that and really want to know that. I mean, if you are a messenger, you are a teacher, you are a messenger, you are a communicator. That is your soul's essence. That's what you love. That's what you're here to do. And it bring new ideas that you carried in with you. You were probably sharing this in kindergarten with other kids. <laughs> Think about it. Think about you being the one bringing the new idea or whatever. It's probably been with you for quite a while. Yeah, when I look back, I've definitely had moments of leading. Not the best, you know, I'll give a silly example. When I was in elementary school, I really wanted to be a part of a gang. Growing up in New York, it was just like the culture and I started one, which was so silly. Yeah, many moments where just like leading. And you wanna know what? I'll say this in full transparency, I've gotten upset numerous times in moments of me leading because other people didn't lead and I kind of wanted to be the one on the back seat and having conversations like this it makes me realize like dude people are trusting your leadership for right. a reason like move forward you know right and real leaders set the followers free that's how you can tell a real leader a real teacher a real leader empowers others and okay we're all at different levels of skill and awareness and some of us need some structure and guidance and can you know kind of collaboration but you have the vision some people don't have maybe not develop that skill. They might have the details and work on the little tiny things, and but you see the big picture. So I think I always present to my, my clients and students the question, do you know who you are? Or are you depending on other people to tell you? So I mean, you know who you are, you begin to create a life of an empowered life. When you're mirroring what other people tell you, it's just one self-abandonment after another. When you do your soul readings, I'm curious, is that 
from your intuitive vibe where you're able to communicate in such a way? Yeah, I listen. I'm always, my intuition is 100% listening to vibration. I scan it like I'm, like I'm running my hand through sand. I'm just scanning your energy. And every time I hit on something, a whole vision opens up. So I'm just listening and scanning and I'm checking the frequency to see if, if it's harmonious, if it's congruent, if it matches. And when I find something that's out, I can follow and see where you abandoned yourself or got lost or got caught up or where you're going to meet some challenges because we're here to grow, not here to just have a smooth sail. We choose and we aspire to challenges because we want to grow and we grow when we we're met with struggle and opposition not exclusively but it certainly is the most common way so i'm all when i'm reading for people i look for their identity their goals their progress their flow and where they're where they're at risk to get out of flow and fall fall out of the off their path and get lost and then i try to steer them back and give them direction to stay or to return to path and then give them a lot of opportunities to just get honest with yourself i believe we're we're only a breath away from knowing everything we need to know that's a beautiful mindset and you said something that i don't know how much i agree with and i'm not challenging your thought but you mentioned that we're not here for a smooth sail i'll tell you i have days where i really want a smooth sail well i don't think we're here for for an exclusively smooth sale. I, I think yeah. the goal is to have the smooth sale, but not to interpret challenges as a failure. And this is something that I really take up with a lot of people who are motivated to be self-empowered and self-help that, that it, we're tempted to say, if I have a failure or a heartbreak or something didn't work, that I have made a mistake. I don't particularly think that. I think that you are being presented with an opportunity to be more creative, examine more deeply, dig up more skill, be more resourceful. And that most people in life, when they look back, will say some of the best things that ever happened to me came out of these challenging experiences. So I think if we just want only the smooth sail, it's simplistic and a bit, it's not really aligned with that human life is difficult because it's temporary. Mm. So some of the challenges just might be that we don't last forever. Right. Now, if we are operating from our true self, shouldn't life feel more easy? Well, it'll feel honest and real even when it is difficult. So it won't be necessarily easy. For example, I just went through a period last year where my mom, who is the picture of health, brilliant, creative, intuitive, got COVID because her housekeeper went to a family reunion and came back and didn't tell her. So she ended up with COVID. So she went from picture of health at 90 to dead, but she had lost. It was a long process. Okay. Wasn't easy. That wasn't yeah. easy. That was very difficult. But what was I embraced about it was the grace and the love and the forgiveness and the lack of judgment through which she went through all of that. So it was beautiful and very empowering for me to see and go through that with her, but I wasn't easy. So I, right. I just think we need to be easy, meaning like no challenge, it's not going to happen. Easy that we can see the benefit, accept, embrace, go along with what is and understand. Yes. Fighting what is, is what makes us miserable. So if we say, okay, I'm going to accept and learn from what is, it gets easier. Interesting. And I want to send my condolences. I, I 
you know, wasn't expecting you to share that, but I appreciate the vulnerability. It leads me to ask this, right? When we lose someone, how long does it take for the soul of that person to embody something else? Depends. Like my mom, who was a great teacher of mine, she's with me all the time. I mean, I can feel that she has not chosen another physical body. I can feel and and she pops in all the time. I think some of us choose to come back and embody another physical experience because we have more things to learn that the physical experience gives us. And one of the things that we learn in the physical body is that we are creators and our, how our thoughts and emotions and actions create because this is the mirroring of that. This playground mirrors how we use our own consciousness. So that's a lot of people say, I'm never coming back. I wouldn't say that. I'm actually, I enjoy being in the, in, in the human experience, even as crazy as it looks right now, because this is where it's like, this is like Harry Potter's school of magic. I mean, we get to, to learn how to use our magic. And so I, that's my attitude. But if people have not been effective in using their magic, then life is very painful. Of course, they want out of here, but they'll be back because they didn't learn the magic. They didn't learn how to use their consciousness. I had a very metaphysical conversation in regards to soul talk on the show, uh, probably in the beginning of 2022. And you just touched on something that I'm very curious. So we're, we're talking about souls here coming back. And my question, before I share the response that I was given, my question to you is, does a soul have a choice to come back? I believe yes. I believe that there, well, first of all, we tend to be linear in our subjective human experience. There are so many realms of reality. This is not the only one. And we're living on many multiple realms of reality simultaneously. So are we going to come back to this particular experience or go to somewhere else? It's always our choice. I think we have a choice in everything. We just don't have an escape from the consequences of our choices. Mm, I love that. The reason I ask is because the gentleman and I asked that question or a similar question to mention that a soul will continue to come back until you use the word magic is learned. Is learned. Or used, yes. But I, I tend to be, I tend to really scramble people's eggs because I believe in multi-dimensional reality. So it's, we'll continue the growth process, maybe mm. in this realm, maybe in another. There's so many. That's scary to think of. Or fun. <laughs> now, are you talking like aliens in another galaxy? What are, what are we talking? Well, could be. There we, I think that we are multidimensional. I think that we have many galaxies, many realities. It's like it's almost like onion skins that we can go in and out of. And I also think, I also feel, because I don't think much, I'm also aware of that we have multiple lives going on at the same time. Like you're you and I, you're saying, everyone having its own life while you're having this life, and, and we interact with all those aspects of self. I feel like human, our consciousness is like a thousand faceted crystal, and each facet is having its own reality simultaneously and they're crisscrossing all the time and so we are really complex magnificent divine beings that we're trying to understand from our it's like we're trying to understand satellite from an am radio perspective and so it's a little <laughs> bit of a challenge but you just have to take a leap of imagination and and feel it don't you feel do you ever feel there's more there's so much more to you than you could ever explain I think that's one of my biggest fears. I think one of my biggest fears is the power that I hold within. Well, the ego fears that. 
the ego of you mm. fears that, which I call, and I've simpl- I like to simplify things. So I call your ego, your barking dog. It's part okay. of your human animal self. It's your, it's your pet and your support, your support animal. And it's supposed to need to train it or it, it creates, it's like it, it create, it poops all over your life is what I say. So if your ego's in charge, if you look at this question from the perspective of your ego, well, the ego's just not capable. The ego's mm. limited, linear, subjective objective construction of fear and control for the most just keep you surviving so yeah that's scary but if you if you could shift your identity to spirit an unlimited divine force of light then it's not so scary you don't have there's no thinking involved it's Mm. just showing up what does it mean when you have a dream and that dream comes true well we have lots of different types of dreams that's what we call a prophetic dream that is a dream where your soul is giving you information and helping you around about how to navigate your, your human experience in this dimension. Then we have dreams that are inspirational, creative. I think that Tesla had a lot of dreams about how to create and manifest incredible inventions and they came through dreams. So did Conrad Hilton had dreams about, you know, before hospitality was a thing, he dreamt about make these hotels and things. So th- th- that's a different type of dream then we have you know i'm fighting for my life dreams and those are your ego is struggling and you're having a growth struggle and so you're trying to work out the the emotional process of the of that so those dreams really have to do with where where you need where you're working on growing and maybe stuck so we but i do think our dreams are as much who we are just operating on another dimension and not just what element of who we are many different other selves talking to us plus our ancestors plus our spirit guides i mean it's a, it's as populated in the spirit world as it is in the world around you who are our spirit guides well we have kind of made an agreement with the universe to have a support team of 33 spiritual helpers at our service at all mm-hmm. times and in addition to that we have angels the which are unlimited Now, angels have never had physical experiences, and they're just here to help you oversee your soul growth. Sort of like when you sign up for the university, your angels are your your teachers that want to make sure, and they're your tutors that want to just make sure you get through the curriculum. Your spirit guides are primarily souls who have had human experiences that are now electing not to reincarnate in a body, but have learned and want to be supportive to others who are sharing those same experiences. So they come to help you and in helping you, they evolve too, because maybe there's levels of service that they get from this. So I have had lots of spirit guides help me. I've written a lot of books and believe me, most of them were channeled by spirit guides help with, because I've never even written a, a book proposal and I've written 30 books. It's incredible. So they just come and I can feel the different ones coming and helping and teaching and sharing and giving me inspiration. And have you ever had that? I don't know. I was going to ask you, because I'm trying to understand this completely. Are you saying that, you know, when you went to go put a book together, you just felt in flow? Is that what you were feeling? Never yeah. even had a table of contents. I just, it just came. Just sat down and wrote them. 
all 30 of them. Yeah. And they're quite well, well organized. So clearly I have some spirit guides, but we also have our higher self. I feel like our spirit guides are all here to help us connect to our higher self, not to take us away from ourselves, but to help us come back to ourselves. So my, I feel like my higher self and my spirit guides came with this intention in this lifetime, clearly, to reactivate. And no, my goal is to normalize and reintroduce intuition as part of our new norm like our new normal re reinvent invest the intuition is not outside our normal it is the first sense of anything not the sixth it's the first right. works the others develop later now when it comes to our higher self how do i frame this when it comes to our higher self and we don't take action that aligns with our higher self, what happens? Do we disconnect? We disconnect. I think that the biggest reason why our world is so addicted is because of that uh, that disconnect from the higher self. We feel when you're disconnected from your higher self, your ego takes over. And when your ego takes over, it's by nature a very threatened, competitive, insecure entity because your ego is a temporary part of you. It is not eternal part of you so it's always going to be aware of its limitations and so when your ego takes over you become very animalistic this is how we can have like people gut mowing other people down because other people become things they're not recognized as shared humanity so when we disconnect from our higher self we start making decisions from fear and control and threat and lack and struggle and competition and it doesn't bring out the best qualities in us it actually can bring out some of the worst majority of people those bad qualities will not hurt others will just hurt ourselves in the exception we start really hurting others and there's plenty of that evidence to go along but to support that but when we're in our higher self our tendencies to hurt ourselves and others pretty much shrink dramatically Right. Because we yeah. recognize the spirit, we share a spirit. My spirit and your spirit are a shared spirit. We recognize that we are connected and not disconnected. So we're not afraid. We belong instead of feel as, as though we're outsiders. So it's my mission is to help everyone connect to that spirit of who they are because it will solve pretty much all our problems. I love this so much. It, you know, I, I just think about it sometimes after I make a decision, I realize that it's not in alignment with my higher self. And a silly example, like going to eat pizza mm -hmm. a little too often, right? Mm -hmm. Like things like that. It's just like, this is my temple. Do I always take care of it? No, so, you know, so. And here's what I would do with that. I would say, okay, my impulse is pizza, but mm. my instinct is comfort. So let me find something else to comfort me that would do a better wow. job. Like, okay, that's my impulse, but what is, what am I going for? Get, go deeper. What I'm looking for some comfort. I'm looking for some, something that provides me a sense of groundedness, a sense of, of to be relaxed and easy. So let me find better solutions before I need them. And then you won't go for pizza. Yeah. I, I turn for, well, it's easy, right? That's, that's the easier. Yeah. And you want comfort. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it's so interesting. How do you develop the on the spot awareness, right? Cause that's what that takes. It, well, and I understand it could be a muscle. Yes, man. I become so physically uncomfortable when I am not listening to my spirit. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I am very, I'm not in my head much. I am very aware of my energy. And if I 
do anything that betrays my my what really is good for me. I was in Chicago just couple days ago and we were racing across town and my daughter said let's stop and get tacos and I said okay let's get tacos and I ordered steak tacos but I really shouldn't eat steak I mean I'm no vegetarian but I shouldn't eat steak it's not good for me and the minute I put it in my hand I put it down I said I'm sure this is delicious but I can't I can't do it but not till it was in my hand I felt it so I think you need to be very somatic. Get into your body. It tells you the truth. Slow down. When you eat your next pizza, slow down. Breathe. And you'll be not as interested. I've been in those shoes before. I think it happened recently with cookies. Mm -hmm. I was... Stella Doro makes those fudge cookies that are just so freaking good. They are good. <laughs> they also are really They're they are so good. And I had a very similar experience. And I said, you know what, I'm admitting this. And I don't mean to be gross, but I had it in my mouth. And I literally spit it out in See, the garbage that's can. My, but here's what I would say intuitively, you need more protein. Mm. Your, your go to's are you, your go to's are trying to get energy. But yeah. you need a protein. Like you said, you had the protein shake this morning. Good one. I just had a vegan protein shake right before this. Yeah, see? You just need to slow down and let be like Blue's Clues. You know, let's just be a detective here. Let's not be gotcha and make you wrong. Just, okay, detective. I'm very playful. I'm not one for gotcha. I'm not, I just don't enjoy that make yourself wrong thing i more like i like to be like colombo or something and say okay what's the answer here i'm in the ballpark what i'm if i'm moving in this direction i want something and this isn't working what is it that i really need that's another way to develop your intuition I love this so much. I'm curious. I have to ask you this. I've asked so many questions already, but what's a question you wish more people would ask you and how would you answer it? I wish people would ask me, can I trust myself the way you suggest I can? And my answer, the answer is yes. Absolutely. And the minute you decide that, your life is going to get a whole lot more wonderful than you could ever imagine. And it be a lot less energy out. What's the evidence that backs the fact that you can trust it? Well, the evidence is don't trust me try it for a week and see what happens. You know, I always say, don't listen to me. Try it. Try it in little ways that are non-threatening first. Do I order the steak or do I order the pizza or do I go to this restaurant or do I park my car there? Just try and make it check with your inner self. Ask. Your intuition will guide you, but it won't interrupt. Ask. Have the experience. And you know what I say? I'm a big one on evidence. In fact, I just created another book that I've been meaning to create forever and ever. It's not really a book. I just I just created a journal where you write every day. I give you a prompt and I just say, write down where your intuition helped you today. Because after two weeks, you're going to have hard evidence by naming it out loud or or writing it down. Just you don't even have to follow your intuition. Just just express it. Because even if you ignore it after two weeks, you're going to decide maybe that wasn't such a good idea. I should have listened. What is a practical way for someone to walk away from this episode, right? We're talking about deploying this trust for a week, but let's mm -hmm. focus on a day. Someone listens to this and today they want to start applying. I'd say when it comes use the two breaths in a slide yeah. first, because that puts you in the in the energy of your intuition. Only ask authentic questions. If you the biggest reason people aren't intuitive is they don't really want to know the truth in their lives. And then quickly and out loud, my head says, 
answer quickly. My heart says, answer quickly. And then go with the one that feels open. I love this so much. I only have you for a few more minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Being that I only have you for a few more minutes, I want to take this opportunity. Is there anything that you're working on that we should make people know that, you know, we should make people aware about? Well, I think that everybody should have a copy of my book, Trust Your Vibes, either in the bathroom or by your bedside and read a little bit every day because this is the toolkit of little mm. tools like this that then, so it's not like, trust me, it's trust your vibes. <laughs> And so, and if you are somebody who is, gets lost, gets up in your head, feels isolated, feels like you're a fish out of water, then I would suggest you check out my Good Vibe Tribe, as I have a community that I come on every single day and just give you a tip or a coach, just a little bit and a lot of support and a lot of community of other kindred spirits. So that might be something that you can find out about on my on my homepage of my website. And if you like it, stick stick around. And if you don't, don't. There's no obligation. But the community seems to be a big positive support to people in terms of their intuition. They love being part of the Good Vibe Tribe. Now, when it comes to your readings, I'm curious for myself, I'm asking this selfishly here, how often should someone receive a reading? And the reason I'm asking, I, I feel like I'm overdue. I have a policy of a no sooner than six months. Okay. Because I am not here to create dependencies. I will give you the roadmap. You, I will give you the tools, the support. So every once every six months, once a year, I think that's plenty. Yeah, I'm overdue. I, it's been since August of 2020 for yeah, me. So you'll know. I'm gonna. You'll know, but I won't ever let somebody say I need every three months or every, that's not the right use of my skills. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to ask you one last question here, Sonia, and I just want to let everyone know websites, socials, where people can get the books, all in the show notes of this. So just throwing that out there. But one last question for you. You've given us a ton of advice here, but I'm curious. Sonia lives to whatever year she wants to live to in this lifetime in this body uh, for clarity and throwing that out there. You write as many books, hop on as many podcasts, have as many people in your community, but you can only be remembered for one piece of advice. So when I think of Sonia, I think of this piece of advice. What is that advice? Trust your vibes. Trust your vibes. It's that simple. Yeah. And that you're safe it. to do so. Trust your vibes. I'm writing that down because I need yeah, to do the same. Trust so. your vibes. It will take care of you. That's it. Yeah. I love it. Sonia, you are incredible. Expressing gratitude for this again. I mean, I could literally talk to you all day. I got the chills. I don't know if you can see the hair on my arm standing Yay. up. I want to say thank you for this. It's absolutely incredible. It was a pleasure. Thank you for the honor of being on your show. Lots of love. Trust your vibes. Eat more protein. And I'll see you again <laughs> soon. You have just tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast featuring our friend Sonia Chalquette. Now, with that being said, this episode was all about helping you tap into the inner power that we all have within us, trusting that yet again, and making decisions through a conscious way of living. So with that being said, I'm going to urge you to tap into your intuition right now and ask yourself what it is you want to do. And I guarantee you what's going to pop up is sharing this episode. So make sure that you're sharing this with the people that are in your life. Beyond that, make sure that you are checking Sonia out in the show notes of this episode where you will be able to find her books, courses, one-on-one -on -one sessions, social media, and all of that good stuff. Again, make sure that you're sharing this with the people in your life to help them tap into their intuition. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.